Welcome back to Manic. I'm here with Chelsea Devantes, the Celebrity Book Club extraordinaire. Sure, yeah. I <laughs> love that yeah. title. I don't know you, but I know you through Instagram. Yeah, we're, in, we're Instagram friends. So this is actually a, a beautiful visual meeting for us. Yeah, she was taken aback by my apartment. She said, it's so nice and put together. I said, I'm not. It looks like a magazine and it's like, it's, it's, it's aggressive. It's aggressively perfect because then you have to reflect upon your own Zoom background and mine's a fucking mess. And so looking at yours, I'm like, well, I want to live in a catalog the way you're doing, but I can't. I'm telling you internally, a disaster. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, I would like to see it on your countertops before I believe it. Okay, fine. I'm, next time it's going to be a shit show in here. I'm just going to like Good. throw plates around and then record. Thank you. Um, no, but I was so excited. So I heard you on Bitch Sesh. Yes. And I was like, wait, and you're start. wait, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you tell a story on there about like, quote unquote, beating the shit out of some girl? <laughs> did you? I did. I, I don't know if I use the words beating the shit out of her because, well, maybe I did, but I don't, I don't think I did that well in the fight. Uh, but yes, I did tell a story about getting in a fight. And you were, you were like, no, I'm trash. I'm from trash. I remember you saying that. I am. I am from trash. I didn't even realize I was from trash until I got to Hollywood and had to reflect upon where I'd come from. Um, but yes, I've been, I've been in several fights and fighting is like, you know, if you grow up a certain way, fighting is like natural, you know? Um, and, but now I'm like a presentable, nice lady. And I still have an instinct of like, like you can't, you can't start fights or you're going to get your ass beat or, or I don't even know if I can fight anymore. You know what I mean? I get manicures. I, I, I'm a nice, delicate lady, but inside me, I think if I had to, if I had to step to someone, I would do it again. I feel like my concern is just jail. Now, oh, like yeah. as an adult, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, you get arrested as a kid. You're scrappy because I'm from New Jersey too. Like we're scrappy yeah. and we're yeah. like, I'm a, I'm also trash. Like that's my brand is is trash. Yes, yes. So good. I, like, I love owning the trash. You know, it trash is a pile of trash is also a little mountain, and if you get on top of it, a hundred percent. Yeah, and we're fun. I feel like we're fun. But we I remember hearing fun. that, and like what I usually have somebody do when they come on is tell like a wild story. Like I said, this really is the brand. So can oh, you tell the story of you beating the shit out of some girl? Oh my God, would love to. Okay, so this was my very first fight with a woman. My fight, the fight I got- okay, How many fights have you been in? How many fights, but not a lot, around 10. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> is that a lot? What? I, well, I feel like some people are like, like, I don't want to present myself as, like, a real fighter. <laughs> I just, <laughs> um, yeah, I, and I will say majority of them were when I was a teenager. Um, okay. And then maybe a couple, a couple in my early 20s. And I okay. wouldn't say the ones in my early 20s were full fights. They were more, like, uh, punches thrown. Um, okay, so, but, but my very first fight with okay. another girl, which is such a bummer because it's such a cliche when women fight each other, especially over men, which is what this was. I think I was 14 or 15 and I, um, <clears throat> I, it's such a long story, but basically the most popular girl in school, I was the new girl and it was a rough, it was a rough, rough school. So I'd already been through a lot and then I dated this, you know, popular guy 
And then, um, and then we broke up and the most popular girl in school was like, I've been fucking him the whole time. Now keep in mind, we're 14 and 15 years old. Okay. And I had been made fun of at that school for being a 14 year old virgin. They were like, ew, you're a prude, you fucking virgin. I was 14 years old. And I was like, oh my God, I'm such a prude. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, anyway, she basically was like, yeah, I've, I've been sleeping with your boyfriend. And so I remember um, I was with two of my girlfriends and she was with two of her girlfriends. And there was like this just kind of like empty lot in the center of this town. And it it was like kind of a parking lot or maybe something could have been built there, but it's kind of like where a lot of the fights happen. I remember them pulling in and we like pulled in beside them. And my friend Alex was like pumping me up. She, She was from Brooklyn. She'd been in a bunch of fights before. So she was like, here's, here's how you do it. Here's what's going to happen. And I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Um, and, and I don't know, I think there was just this idea that like someone has taken all of your dignity. And so in order to get it back, you have to hit her. Otherwise you have no dignity and no integrity. And when that stuff is on the line of like your own self-worth, you're 14 or 15, all you have is like your, you know, how you feel about yourself. And so you're like, okay, if I do this, I won't feel bad about myself anymore, I guess. I don't know. Um, I was also really mad and humiliated. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. No, you're living. You actually also wanted to hit her. Oh, I also wanted to hit her. Um, but you know, when you haven't like done that stuff before, it's really scary. <laughs> it's really scary. And so um, I remember going up to her car and like talking shit to her through the window. Mm-hmm. And she knew she was there to like you know, she'd been like, I'm going to kick your ass all week. And I was like, bring it. And when I got there, you could tell she actually didn't want to fight. And I remember reaching in through the window and grabbing her hair. And then somehow that like foiled where it's like, no, 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 we got to get out of the car and do this properly. And at this point, other cars are pulling up and it's like, we're going to watch these girls fight. Uh Um, So then she got out of the car and they all got out of the car and I'm like, okay, I can do this. Before I can do a single thing, my friend Alex throws her to the ground and sits on top of her and starts pummeling her for me on my behalf. This is the friend I have. I, this is, it feels so bad to say I got behind this girl and linked my arms around her arms. So I was holding her down as my friend, Alex. No, I'm familiar with the scene, but I'm just, okay. Continue. Um, and then, um, and then, and then other, you know, so I had two friends with me. She had two friends with her. Everyone kind of jumped in and it kind of turns into a scuffle. Um, I, I got hit from someone, but I don't remember who. And, um, I don't know. In my, in my, in my head, it was probably, that probably was probably an hour and 50 minutes long. It was the longest fight in the world. In reality, it was probably like a minute and a half, maybe, yeah. maybe even less. I have no idea. Um, and then I remember, uh, people pulling us apart and being like the cops, the cops, which uh-huh. was always, you know, the thing you're afraid of. And they pulled us apart and, um, and I will say the tough thing about fighting and when you win a fight is that people stop bullying you, you know? So if someone's, and I, I got bullied really badly. I would have like rocks thrown at my head. I'd get shoved uh-huh. into lockers. So uh-huh. I was like, I, I know, so sad. And I got, I got groped a lot because I had huge boobs. I was very young and I just had these like huge boobs and I didn't even really know I had them. And so. And like here you are with these huge boobs and you're a virgin. You're like, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck this girl. <laughs> um, truly. And I, I'd moved from another state that had been like super religious. I was like new to all this stuff. It was a wild time. But um, yeah, so then, you know, she kind of left me alone for a while. She came back for more later. But um, 
it's tough because when you, when you fight someone and you win, they leave you alone. And when you want to be left alone, that's a nice thing. And so uh, I think fighting became a way to get out all my anger and a way to protect myself and, and sort of be like, you can't mess with me just because I'm a virgin with giant boobs. <laughs> oh my God. They're like, no, who's this scrappy bitch, Chelsea? She's going to fuck you up if you mess with her. I mean, I, I don't know if, if I, I mean, I sound, my voice is like, I sound like a Disney princess. Like I'm very bubbly. Like, I'm, a, so- I'm, a, I'm not a very uh, intimidating person. I don't think so. So I think they were like, she'll hit you, which will suck. So maybe let's leave her alone. Yeah. I don't think anyone was afraid of me. I was always instigating girl fights. I liked watching girl fights. Guys was a little bit too much in high school because they would really start to like go crazy. I mean, I've seen people get stomped out in fields and things like that. But like there was a parking lot right by our high school where everyone would go to fight, like an empty parking lot. It was in a bagel place. And it was always the same thing. A girl would approach another girl's car. She was in the car. She's ripping her hair out. And then somebody else gets out. We're all circling around. It was exciting. There was like the fanfare. Oh, yeah. Especially were you in a small, smaller town? Smaller town. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a bigger high school, but it was a small town. I mean, those are, that's the entertainment. There's nothing, yeah. especially, you know, in the year we grew up in, like, it's like you, cru- you go cruising and you see if anyone's fighting and you see if anyone's having a bonfire. At a party. We would have field parties and people in these field parties would get stomped out in the field. Yes. Uh, we, we called them woodsies. Um, woodsies? Where I was. Yeah. We would go to a woodsy. Um, I don't Fuck, know. I yeah. We called them woodsies. I mean, it's a, it's a good, that's so much better than a field party. It. Uh, I know field party. Yeah. Woodsy. Um, yeah. A lot of fights at, at Woodsy's, but that, you know, that's, that's all you had. That was the entertainment. So you could either be a good student or you could go fuck with some bonfires. No, one time I was, this was in middle school. I think it was maybe eighth grade. I guess you're like 13. And I was in an assembly and there was this girl sitting next to me and it was a girl behind me. His name is, her name is Bianca. And I turned to the girl next to me and I'm like, Angelica, Bianca keeps poking me in the back with a pencil. And Angelica turns around like, you're fucking with my friend. She walks Bianca out of the fucking assembly, takes her to the locker and starts slamming her head into a locker, like beat the shit out of her and got expelled. And here's the thing. I don't even think Bianca was poking me in the pencil. I think I just made it up. I know. I know. I think I just- I know. And then I'm like, oh my God, she got expelled. What's happening? This is, I'll never forget it. This poor girl, Angelica, got expelled. Well, the poor girl, Bianca, also got beat up, but Angelica was expelled. And I'm like, guys, like, I think I was just bored. Oh my God. You were starting drama from the beginning. Yeah. This is in the eighth grade. That is so wild. That is so wild. Well, hey, you had a good friend. Angelica loved you. I hope she doesn't hear this podcast. (laughs) I don't think she's listening to podcasts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But no, I remember hearing that on the Bitch Chess podcast and I was like, oh my God, I love this girl. And then I heard you talking about the celebrity book club. Um, So what had happened was back in like April, my sister got the Jessica Simpson book. And so I read that. And then she, or she had read it and then I read it and whatever. And then we chose to do Demi and then we're like, let's make this a thing. And so we started our own little celebrity book club, as we call it. And we were a few books in and then I listened to you on the podcast and I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, this girl is starting a podcast about a celebrity book club. And like now her and I and my brother are going to like do a once a month thing on ours about like what books we're reading. Like it, it just, the timing is wild. And then you listed so many of the books that I had gone through. So to begin which is your favorite celebrity book? Um, of all time is really difficult. Different different books for different moments, different phases in life, different shit you're going through. Okay, I, all time gun to your head. All time gun to my head is Demi Moore. Yes, good answer. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demi Moore is my favorite. It just it just really speaks to me, and it, it was one of those books where uh, it really changed my mind about Demi. Not that I had incredible judgments on her, but. 
I just love when books show you a side of a person you couldn't have even guessed at, including Demi Moore was born in Roswell, New Mexico. Um, I wasn't, I didn't talk about trash. Yes. And, um, and, but my family moved to New Mexico. That was kind of the last place we moved. And so even to, to not know Demi was born in New Mexico, it's just such a wild thing, but yeah, I really, really love uh, I really love her book a lot. And I, and then, but then other books, like for stand-up comedians, like, you know, I'm a comedian. So I, I've read every comedian memoir there is. Ali Wong to me is like the best memoir um, for like, if you're a comedian, you want to be a comedian, like read Ali Wong's book. So I, so there's just different books for different times to me. Like if you're going through a breakup, you should get Gabrielle Union's book. Like all of them have like little gifts in them, but Demi Moore really speaks to me in, in my life. I feel like. Okay, I felt the same way, and I felt like with Demi Moore, it was a story about, like, power and reclaiming her own, and it was just very raw, and there was a lot of relationships throughout the story, but the relationships always took a backseat, and I read Demi right after I read Jessica, and to me, the relationships and Jessica took the front seat, like, that what they were the story. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so with Demi, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, she's shuffling through all these relationships, but it really was just this internal kind of like power struggle within herself. And I was like, oh my God, this woman is so powerful. I yeah, she really her. is. Yeah. She, she did so much incredible, powerful stuff when and like broke barriers that she had no support systems around her to break. You know, now we're kind of rallying around people as they do feminist things or they get torn down. You know, there's this whole crowd being like, no, like we support this woman. She didn't have any of that and went through no. all of it alone um, and was sober for 20 years uh, until she met Ashton Kutcher. And yeah, she, she's just, she is a badass who has been through stuff you cannot even imagine. And so reading the book is 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 i will say it's haunting and it's sad which is why i liked it (laughs) same but also i relate to the sobriety because i'm sober and so i think that's i first picked that up in jessica's book it's actually jessica's book is right next to i always have it out so i like looked over and saw it yeah because she's on a sober journey as well yeah and then i think when i was you know with the demi thing that was what kind of inclined me i was like oh i know she is and then from there a lot of like my picks were based on what their past was i was like i'm like bonus points if you have substance abuse issues um but yeah, I was really excited about it. Another one that I've gone into, Mackenzie Phillips. Yeah, that one's um, on. That's coming on the podcast with Tammy Sager. I will say this, Tammy. I don't know if you know Tammy. She's a TV writer. She no. was like, "You're not allowed. You can't spoil the book for me, Jeff," because she was like, "You cannot find out anything about this book. You just have to read it." And oh, you I, didn't read it yet. I haven't read it yet. I do know a couple things about it. I know there's a lot of substance. I know there's a lot of horrors coming for it, but no spoilers. Okay. I actually just started that. I'm all right. So I'm finishing Mariah now. I'm like halfway through and I, I'm going to get to that in a second. Cause I knew you loved it, but I'm not loving it. But, and then my brother finished Mackenzie. So he gave it to me and I was like, well, I just can't wait. And I started it. And he had also read me some patches passages. It is, she is, I, I knew this though. I expected it. That's why I told my sister, I was like, we're getting this fucking book. Cause I knew a lot about her. I've kind of, I had like a, I, I knew her in a, not knew her. I'd come across her in a personal instance and I just, yeah, I was like, she's nuts. And so I was like, I have to read this and that it's incredible. I think. I, I, I hear an intense journey is headed my way. I can't wait. Intense, but so I'm reading Mariah now. I'm halfway through. I was actually just catching up a little bit. And you her. don't like it. Tell me. It's okay. So it's getting better, but the beginning, it was so much about like heritage and lineage and things like that. And I'm just like, okay, we get it. We get like when your mom's Irish and this, that, and the other. And like, I, I, I understand why she was emphasizing certain things, especially in this day and age with like the, the whole race issue and things like that. But I'm like, 
let's progress in the story. It felt so repetitive. That first part, like the entire part was just so repetitive going through different parts of her childhood. We'd go from like different ages back to another different age, like, like a younger age. And I'm like, what, where are we, let's hurry it up. And then we get to part two and I was like, okay, we're getting excited. We're, we're, we're picking up some pace. And then we skip like four fucking years when she starts getting like after the first album and all of a sudden she's like building the mansion with what's his face with Tommy Mottola. And I'm like, hold on. That's why I wanted to get, I was so excited to get to that. And then you kind of breezed over it. I'm like, what's happening? And then I feel like she's, and I understand why celebrities would do this, especially her in this book, trying to emphasize the fact that they grew up with a, in, in a struggle. But I feel like every other sentence is her emphasizing like, that it was like a, you know, a struggle and this, that, the other. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. No, I mean, I definitely disagree. I feel like okay. Mariah has, people have not given Mariah her credit for what she's gone through as being a mixed woman, in my opinion. And she's been whitewashed a lot by white people. And, but she's also had this whole side of being a black woman, but then because of the way she looks and being light skinned. And I think she's gone through so much intense trauma, like from the rest of the world. And then also, also within herself, this, just the struggle you can sometimes feel with being mixed and she's missing um, her dad and her family, which is the black side of her family. And I think that's a big part of who she is. And I feel like people have always brushed past that if they are given the chance because she is blonde, she is light skinned. I think there's a lot of people who didn't even know Mariah was half black. And I didn't. Okay. So that, I mean, that's, that's fucking wild. Right. Yeah. And so I, to really talk us through, like, this is a black woman who has been through intense shit because she is mixed and people don't even know that about her. How wild is that? So I think, I think I'm glad she went through her lineage and her heritage. And I think really when she gets to Derek Jeter and she's like, oh, I finally feel seen by someone. It's because no one can see Mariah because she has this background. So I'm glad she went into the background. I think anyone who's mixed or has experiences like that are probably like feeling seen. Yeah, no, I, I'm especially glad she did as well. I think my issue is that it was just so repetitive when I was ready to move on. Because at first, when I first opened up, I was like, oh well, my God, it's really this traumatic. Is I think you were like, okay, girl, we're done dealing with bullshit. Well, probably so is she. <laughs> no, I know. And also, I think my it. intentions were to like, I wanted an initial like breakdown on Richard Branson's Island era. Like, I want, I'm like, give me the juice right away. And it yeah. was just like, it took too long to get there. So that was my issue. It wasn't with the content she was telling because I super appreciated that. It was yeah. just like, let's pick it up. Well, you know, the whole first third of the book is, is you're reading about child abuse. You're reading about intense child abuse. The first it's, third. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, a lo- it's a long portion of like yeah. her being abused as a kid, um, which is like, that's, I'm, I'm here for that shit. But I think I agree. I think you go to a memoir cause you want the dazzle and the glitz, but she's like, no, I'm going to. I also, I didn't, I didn't know a lot of that stuff about, I knew she had a bad yeah. childhood. I remember on Chris, I knew about her like, sister. oh yeah. Yeah. Her sister is kind of, of, uh, well, you know, because that's a headline. The headline is her sister is a, she's a sex worker. She's HIV positive. She uses Mariah's lyrics when she's advertising her sex work. Yeah. That. And so, so that's, um, you know, so that's like a dazzling headline, but like we, you'd, I don't, I certainly didn't know the atrocities Mariah had been through and all that she'd survived that kind of created this very 
controlled, contained, doesn't share a lot person, and then gets into this abusive relationship with Tommy. Like, I don't know. I, I, but that's my shit. I love all that stuff. No, no. I, I'm like I said, I'm with you, and I, I'm here for. I really don't even no, want the you hate glamour. it, Jeff. <laughs> no, I want the breakdown stuff for sure. I was just, I'm like, can we get to like you popping Xanax and like getting in a psychiatric hold to that part later? I, I like, I just want to propel a little you bit. You wanted the juice. I wanted the juice. And like I said, I can't do repetitive. That was the issue with Jenna Jameson's book is that it was also repetitive. Did you read hers? Yeah. Yes, I did. I read that. I read that when I was maybe a teenager because I was like, I'd like to know how to give a blowjob. I so bet it'll many, be in this book. <laughs> so many girls have said to me, Alexa and I was like, Oh my God, I want to discuss that because that's, I read that when I was like 10 and I remember being like, I'm like, what are these girls doing this at 10? Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I remember seeing it in a bookstore and being like, oh, what if I can give it? I, I'm almost positive she has it. I feel very certain she has a chapter on how to give a blowjob. And that is, that was probably my instruction manual. It, there's something in it like that, but it was like 600 pages. And that was the same. I had read <laughs> that before Mariah. And so I was like, okay, I want my next book to be like quick, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, come yeah, wrong on. Book. Wrong book. Wrong book. So that's why I jumped back into Mackenzie. It's quicker. And mm-hmm. then, but I, I want to be diligent and finish Mariah fully before I like really do Mackenzie. Yeah, that's good. You're, you're doing your homework book by book. <laughs> it's been, it's, it's a whole thing. And then we're branching out and like, okay. So I think you recommended Gabrielle Union to me. Oh yeah. I recommend that book a lot. And that's next for us. But our issue is that I was like, well, she seems like she has her life together. So we don't know if it's going to be that interesting. I want, I, like I said, I'm fascinated when I hear that. You're so life. wrong. You're really? so wrong. Yeah. I, and I think the theme I'm coming up against in these books a lot and also in my own life and, and, and the women I'm close to and, and men is that the people who really have their shit together is often because they struggled the hardest and learned mm. when they were young, how you get your shit together and how you move your life forward so that you can survive. And so these people who we give these like, oh, you're perfect, like, oh, annoying. You must've like grown up yeah. rich or something. I, I'm finding are kind of constantly the people where you're like, oh no, the battles you went through to get here, I could have never guessed. Okay, you're right. So I'm an, so Gabrielle Union's, Union's on the list, but do you know what I mean? Like I had this picture of her like, oh, she's so like put together. So how could of she course. be super interesting? That's how I felt about Demi Moore. Where I'm like, I, you dated Ashton, but. With Demi, I knew there was like, especially because I knew the substance abuse issue. So oh, I, yeah. I had I like really an inkling. That. Oh yeah, I was. I remember I went to rehab and they're like Demi Moore stayed in this room and I was like, oh, uh, "Ooh, celebrity rehab!" I was like, "Oh yeah, oh my god!" It was like there was there's this one special room. There's this rehab in Pasadena and they're like, uh, "Anthony Kiedis stayed there and Demi Moore stayed there." It's like a bungalow that you can rent out at that rehab. So cool. I was like, "Oh my god!" So I knew she was so crazy. chic. Um, so no, chic. I, I love rehab. And then our next one is Leah Remini. Have you done that? I'm sure you've read yeah. that. Yeah, I've read that one. Um, I've read that one twice. I read it once a long time ago. I've been reading these books since I was a teenager. Um, I see you're ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, these. This has been my favorite genre since I since I was a teen. Um, since Jane Fonda's book. Really? Should I add that to the list? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. So, so Jane Fonda's book really kind of tipped it for me. And I, I've, I've any book that's come out since like 2003, I, the odds are really high. I've read it. And I've read a lot of weird books too, that I've just gotten a, like, you know, it's like Delta Burks is one of the books I read and that I got for like a dollar at Strand in New York city or something. Um, so I've been reading these books for a really, really, really long time. And then when the podcast came about, I've started doing my, my second reads, you know? And so I read Leah's, uh, for the, for the second time recently. And, I was like, oh, this book is so underrated. That's a fucking fun ride. Like, if you want a fun, 
fucked up book, like Leah's is the book to open. Okay. My sister just yeah. finished that. So then that's on the list to give to me. She read that in like three days. Yeah. Demi's the only one, Demi, I read in a day. Yeah. And Demi's isn't that long either, yeah. but it's also a good, it's like tough shit, but easy, an easy read weirdly. Yeah. It goes down really easily. It goes down really easily. I mean, I think it's just the writing style is like super clear and short. Whereas like some of these other people are like, uh, I'm going to put a lot of poetry in this book. And you're like, okay. Mariah always has the lyrics and stuff. Actually, going back to Jessica, I remember reading Jessica and hers, they were like, I don't know, it was almost like so romantically written that at certain points, I wanted to cry. Like, I wanted to cry a lot of times reading it. I didn't because yeah. I held myself back. That's so funny. Yeah, I So the Jessica Simpson episode is the first one that drops on the podcast this Wednesday. Um, but I, 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 my guest is one of my best friends, Ashton Cole Black, and she was like, I cried multiple times reading this book. I think it's a book that really, really makes people cry. Okay, so it's not just me. What other books, what other one made you cry the most? What other one made me cry the most? Um, I'm actually not sure. Damn, a lot, a lot. It's tough. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. I will say I'm currently reading um, Gabare Sidibe's book. Because <gasps> I saw that in your stories. I want to read it. That one really, um, she, she's so funny that it's like, I'll tear up, but she's so funny that I don't end up crying. Cause like, I'm just laughing so hard, but, um, her, her chapters about her and her mom and the way they grew up, th- those are incredibly touching and funny. I'm adding it to my list right now. <laughs> also, I just saw on my two read list is little girl lost Drew Barrymore. Have you read that? Uh, yeah, that's also, that's also next on the pod. <laughs> We were confused because we looked for Drew, Drew Barrymore ones, but there was so many, there was like three options. There was like Flower Child or something. There was a it's lot. It's Wildflower. It's Wildflower, Wildflower and Little Girl Lost. I don't know if you've ordered Little Girl Lost yet, but it's going to be like $40. What? Yeah. It's like out of print and Wildflower is sort of like her new, her, her new who she is phase of life. And so like Little Girl Lost is like a book she wrote. It's a lost book. Yeah. It's a lost book. And like, it was, you know, the shit she came out with, you know, when she's like flashing Letterman, like that's that book. That's Wildflower what I want. Is, is new Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's an investment. This is becoming a, <laughs> an expensive club. Um, okay. That's coming up next. And then what my sister also just read, we're like branching out a bit into, um, uh, high profile crime. So she read JC Dugard's book, which is not crime, but like captivity. Oh, that's a great book club to start. She said, she was like, it's, I expected this too, that it's really sad, but it's so easy to read and it's so captivating. And then, so I want to do that route. And then, like, do you remember the Cleveland abduction, those three girls? Oh, yes. So and they that's all three next, wrote books, right? I think so. And I feel like, oh, wait a minute, you're right. I knew it. I was just looking at Amazon and I saw one where I think it was like somebody else wrote about it. And I'm like, no, I want the ones that they wrote. And I think they're all separate. Yeah, I think they're separate because, well, because the big thing is that um, that horrible guy is the women against each other. And so there's one woman who is enemies with the two other women. And, and, you know, all three of them are victims who went this through this horrific thing, but part of the mental torture was playing the women against each other. And unfortunately, yeah, they came out of that situation forever enemies because of the games and manipulations he played on them, blaming one girl for one abuse he was doing to another girl and things like that. And so when they came out of it, two of them are together. And I think they wrote their book together. And then the other one is they're like hater and she hates them. And she wrote her own book. What? Yeah. And I feel like that is the biggest show of like victim, like what happens when you're a victim, like, yeah, 
like not only you're going through abuse, but like you've, you're an enemy with your fellow abused person because of that's how horrible this, this man was. Okay. We're bumping yeah. that one up on the list. <laughs> oh my Listen, God. If you guys start covering those books, I will come to this podcast to hear that in, in instantly because I can't, uh, I have too much anxiety. I can't read them, but I want to know what's in them. Well, I'm a little bit nervous. Like I said, when she started reading JC, it was like, this is, she said like after 10 pages, she goes, this is a lot. I don't know if I can read this. And we were like, yeah. suck it the fuck up. You better, I was like, you better read it for the club. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, and then she finished it a day later and she was like, oh my God. And so we're doing that. We're going to do the Cleveland abduction. And then we're also doing, it's tough because these ones don't necessarily have like, they weren't written by the person, but we want to do like the Menendez brothers. I want to do like a Casey Anthony one. I want to do. Oh, please do that. Please. We, all right. We're contemplating. This is so bad. I don't want to support this, but we're contemplating reaching, reading OJ if I did it. You should. Right. Okay. All right. Good. Of course. Okay. Come on. Like, I mean, we got, but that's the thing though. It's like you do it on your podcast. Now we don't have to buy the book. <laughs> right. And I don't do, it's not going to be full recaps. I think what we're going to do is kind of like, I'm like, don't worry. I'm not stepping on your celebrity book club podcast feed. Don't oh my God, worry. Thank you. Cause you know, I will pull you out of a car window. I'm scared of you. Um, no, we're going to do like a once a month. I'll have both of them on both my siblings just to do like a book club it's round. So cool, you guys are quick. so close. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then my one brother just moved out here. So we're like, now I'm like, you guys are both in it. I'm, you I down. love it. How many years apart are you with your other siblings? Well, I have a twin brother. He's the one that lives oh, out here. Yeah. So and cool. then I have t- two older sisters. The one that lives here that's in the book club is um, seven years older. And then I have one that's 13 years older. Okay. Okay. So it's distanced and then like twin. Uh-huh. Do you have siblings? Yeah. I have an older half-brother and a younger half-brother. Um, but they're my brothers, you know. Yeah. That, actually, um, the, the two sisters are technically half as well. They're my sisters. Yeah. They're my brothers. Um, yeah. Older brother's four years older than me. Younger brother is six years younger than me. Okay. So but, 10 years total between us. Okay. But still like close. Yeah. Yeah. So close. Yeah. Yeah. No, but we're just like, and it's been this like bonding experience to be in the book club. Oh my God. Get your brothers, that. get your brothers into this reading and. That I'm, will never happen. <laughs> that would, that, there's nothing that could happen. I mean, I, I'm sure they would be like, that's a nice idea. That would never happen. <laughs> maybe what about the true crime ones? I feel like maybe they'd be interested in that. Absolutely not. We're, we're three humans who are so intensely different. We're so different. It's truly shocking. It's like we come from three different portals of the earth. Um, and, and there's, I don't think we could find something in common to read if we tried. Damn. Yeah. Okay. But you just, so but you love celebrity culture, right? Like that's your. Um, no, not really. I love, okay. um, <laughs> well, no, but it's true though. It's like, I, I don't really love celebrity culture. What I love is women telling their own stories mm. and we don't get tons of great women in like, like the amount of great female characters in TV is still what, like 10, 10% of all great characters. And I think a lot of times, you know, cause I work as a TV writer myself. It's like a lot of times these characters are like badass women who are like pretty boring because now they're like being badass to, because that's, people want to be feminists now, but like they're, they're boring women because right. people won't write with them with flaws. So for me, celebrities are, are kind of our great female characters. We've gotten to have these real women living real lives, making mistakes, fucking up, triumphing, all that stuff that you want to follow. And then the Lindsay memoirs Lohan. are the, what? I was like Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay, no, but truly. No, it's I, like, that's true. Yeah. Are, yeah. Those are, you're like, oh my God, that's incredible. So it's like men have Don Draper fictional yeah. character. Yeah. We have 
real Mariah Carey. And so when they take the narrative back and say, this is me telling my own story, this is not social media, this is not um, all that other bullshit, this is me sharing my truth of like how I fucking got through life, that's my shit. And I, and I want help getting through my own life. So that's what those books are for me. And I don't care as much about the gossip. For me, like I, I love pop culture. I more so love pop culture and nostalgia. I was kind of like, you know, the 2000s type of stuff. Now I'm like, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Um, but I, it's the same idea of I love a story playing out. And I think that's why I followed somebody like Lindsay Lohan closely. And, and I like, because I'm like, her, her story is fascinating. And it's same thing about through these books. It, it's not necessarily about the glitz and glamour. I like the raw aspect to it. You know, whose book I tried to read, which sucked because it was just like glitz and glamour, was Tori Spelling's. Oh yeah, I can totally, totally I couldn't even, see that. I couldn't even get through it. Did you try it or no? Um, I, I opened it and did and walked away because yeah, I'm not here for you to like sell me, me something. I'm here for us to like share stories, <laughs> like share some fucking stories. And if you're just here to like sell a perfect version of yourself, that's, that's the Lynn Spears book. Lynn Spears book is just a defense of why what happened to Brittany is not her fault. That's um, why I didn't choose it. I read that whole book. Um, I just needed some Britney content. I needed yeah. to know what was happening. That was kind of the only thing available to me. But yeah, it was a tough read. I like after I read it, I was like, well, I gotta like <laughs> shower Correct. it off. Yeah, no, I'm the same way, but I like a powerful story. That's why I'm the same way. Okay, but you mentioned TV characters. This is just like a one-off question. Who is your favorite female TV character of all time? Wow. Or a few. Tough. I know, I know, um, I know. A few. You I'm giving you a few. Okay, well, I I'll just give ones that are going to come to mind. Cause here's the thing with like top five or top, whatever the moment it happens to me, I've forgotten everything I've ever thought of in life. <laughs> no, just, so I just, just be of what I can think of. Um, I loved, um, I loved Amy Poehler's character in, um, Parks Oh my and God. Parks, Parks and Recreation. Okay. Um, especially in season four, she gets married in a wedding dress made of a newspaper clippings of her own accomplishments. Incredible. <laughs> I definitely cried. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And her character says a lot of like, um, a lot of like cool, uh, you wouldn't even realize like how feminist it was. Like it's kind of covered up as jokes, but, and, and like her and Rashida Jones have a good friendship. Okay. So I really like that one. Um, I mean, Fleabag, obviously phenomenal character. Um, by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, just loved that. And then um, I May Destroy You, Michaela Cole, her character in that. I, I will say every character in that show was pretty- like, I haven't seen it. Oh my God. Wait, what's it called I May Destroy You? I May Destroy You. You, just you have the, to. You give me a look like you're going to beat the shit out of me. I will beat the shit out of you. It is, <laughs> yeah, I it know is you will. a crime to have not watched that show. It is so Wait, what is it called? Good. I May Destroy You? I May Destroy You. Well, that's the thing too. When I said I like nostalgia, like a, a lot of my favorite scripted shows are ones that are not airing like anymore. Like I was a huge fan of Weeds. I love the comeback. Like when I was thinking of female mm. characters, I'm thinking like Valerie yeah. Cherish, Nancy Botwin, Celia Hodes. Those are all great. Current ones would be, do you watch Killing Eve? Uh, yes, I, I watched the first season of Killing Eve. Villanelle. Mm-hmm. Villanelle is incredible and the actress is incredible I will say fun fact about me um, we did not have TV growing up so mm-hmm. I have the nostalgia factors pretty heavily missing inside me but I I've, it's, it's sort of like I've seen all the shows you've mentioned like later in life like I go back and watch them Buffy I, I have not gone back. Chelsea, I will beat the shit out of you this time. Okay, you listen. To- I May Destroy You is one season. Buffy <laughs> is like seven seasons. No, I'm telling you it is life-changing. Me and my brother both, my straight twin brother, he like, I feel like he hates that I said that he's a huge Buffy fan, but whatever. 
It's incredible. If really? You okay. That's what strong I'll go back and watch quarantine. Okay. She was a strong female character before it was a thing to be that. I love that. I'm telling you. Okay. Buffy, and you've watched Weeds though, right? I've not watched Weeds. Chelsea, fuck. <laughs> get out of here. No, you have to watch Weeds. I'm I know. I know. There's, a, there's an era of television I'm missing because I, we just physically did not have TV. And so <laughs> I, like, I go back and watch things that I've missed, but uh, it takes me a while. No, I'm does. watching I mean, current TV too. This sounds like a personal issue. It's, the thing is, is I don't watch current <laughs> yeah, TV. I have a job. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, figure it out. Figure it out. Current TV. All right. Uh, another female character, Dead to Me. Um, oh, yeah. I, I will say I love Christina Applegood's character. I do not like the other character. but that's I think she's be- a great actress, but I think she's a oh, great actress. Character. Great yeah. actress. But I don't like the character because I'm kind of from the new age world. And so. When that when you get that stuff wrong, I can like sense it, and I don't like it. Okay, no, I I agree, I agree, but I love Christina Applegate and her character. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's not on. I'm trying to think of other recent shows that I've watched with like a strong female. I don't know what else I'm watching. A I need, strong I'm, female Netflix category lead. I'm trying to um, think. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's not a ton. It's not a ton. I've been watching a lot of documentaries and things like that, but I've I've shifted back to script that I did a few years where I was watching a lot of Bravo. Sure. That's why I listen to Bitch Sesh, but I've oh, really yeah. steered away. Are you watching Bravo right now? Like, I'm not really watching anything on it. Real Housewives of Potomac is giving me life. And I will say, I, I, w- I watched a few episodes, and I, I'm having a real problem watching anyone with money. And I've always kind of had that. Like, I don't really like me watching too. people who have money. You have no idea. I have the biggest resentment against people that have money or people that grew up rich. It's like, it's an issue that I've had to like work out in therapy. I'm very yeah. resentful of people that grew up with money. Same, same here. And so scripted, non-scripted, like usually like if you have a ton of money, especially if you're being a shithole with it, which is the housewives, that's tough for me to watch. But uh, my friend Lauren Ashley Smith and Akila Green were like, Potomac is the season you need. It's the show you need to be watching. And I, I they're, my, they're my good friends. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And I am all in. And this entire season centers around um, Monique beating Candace's ass. So, no, th- so that I am does. watching. I'm like two, okay, okay. two or three episodes behind, to be honest with you. Because I am like, it still in a way feels like a chore. And like, and I had an issue with Potomac before, but now I'm like, no, this is nuts what's happening. Like, and yeah. I saw the fight and the, with the producer, like it's nuts. It's such a good season. Yeah. But that, are you watching anything else on it or just? Just um, it's tough. I've not been able, I finished Beverly Hills, but then Potomac, that's kind of it for me and Bravo right now. But I, I love like 90 day fiance before the 90 days. Those are shows where it's like, we're in the price range that speaks to me. <laughs> like, I know again, broke. I'm like, I, I, I mean, I do, are you a 90 day fan? No, but I've been told by so many, every single you'll be person. So, you'll be so mad at yourself the moment you start and you'll be like, I cannot believe I didn't watch this for so long. It's the best show in the world. You have to start, start with season three of 90 Day Fiance. Season three. Season three. You and know, then before the 90 days. Seasons okay. one and two. You know what's off-putting? And this is going to sound very disrespectful to that network. For some reason, just the fact that it airs on TLC is off-putting to me. Oh my God. So wait, you were not a What Not to Wear fan then? No. That okay, because that would have made you respect TLC. <laughs> no, but it's like so. Do you understand though? I'm like something about me just doesn't want to be into a TLC show. Oh, I, yeah, mm-hmm. you're respecting your brand. You're right, not respecting a TLC my brand. Man. I'm like we're fine with fucking whatever else. I'll I'll watch something on Wee TV. No, I mean barely, but something about TLC just feels like I don't know. That's really funny. Um, I see what you're saying. It definitely had, but I will say, 
uh, I remember seeing some episodes of What Not to Wear, uh, Clinton and Stacy, and I was like, yes, it was kind of one of the first makeover shows that really crushed it. To the no, I know what even... it is. I'm just okay. like, not for me. And I'm, I'm not into any sort of like fashion show or fashion in general. So it wouldn't be. Oh yeah. Okay. Then that's not your shit. Yeah. No, it's like. Well, I'm, interesting. Uh, 90 days I'm more like is... a, a pimp my ride. Type oh, of... okay. Then you'll definitely love 90 day fiance. You're going to be okay. so upset. You're going to be so upset when you watch it and realize you kept it from yourself for so long. <sighs> no, maybe I will. Cause like I said, at this point, the only one I'm still watching on Bravo is Potomac. I'm not going to watch orange County this season. I'm a few episodes behind on Potomac, but I'll watch it. And then, yeah, I watched Beverly Hills. I didn't really watch New York this past season. It was bad. So uh, as of right now, it's like, that's all I have on my uh, agenda. Yeah. Pandemic has changed my taste in TV. Me too. Yeah. It's really frustrating though, because it definitely made my taste worse. <laughs> like, me too. It made me pickier too. Like, it, it had changed my taste to the point of like, I was like, do I like LA? Do I want to live in Hawaii? Like, and everything. It changed my taste. In oh, everything. and everything. Wow. I've only uh-huh. noticed it with TV, but like. For instance, I have only made fun of this show and thought it was psychotic. It exists. And now I watch it every what? <laughs> every night, every week it comes out. Dancing with the Stars. No, you don't. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And it's, it's I know it's so I, I don't know, but but like I think my inner turmoil is so intense <laughs> that watching like, Tyra Banks wear a weird ass uh, I want to say outfit, but I'm going to say costume. It's a costume. And then watching fucking Neve from Catfish and Carol Baskin dance around to songs is like is getting Neve, me off. Is Neve on this season? Ne- Neve's on it. <laughs> He's doing really well. And it's so weird. It's so you know weird. what? Always see Neve or not anymore. I would always see Neve at the Veggie Grill on Sunset and Crescent. Like, do you live in LA? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I would always Grill. see Neve there. And he's just like a very interesting presence. I'm like, is that Neve? That's um, Neve. Yeah. I'm, the cast this year is unreal. It's like Anne Hesh, Nelly, uh, Caitlin Bristow. Uh, I'm forgetting a ton of other great wait, people. It's Anne's crazy. Still like, uh, uh, like a pretty successful actress. Why would she? Well, Justine, she- Justine Machado's on the show. Extremely successful actress. Why? One Day at a Time is crushing. And she's like, I'm, I'm going to bring more fans over to the show. It's, it's quarantine. It's quarantine. So the cast this season is just sort of like all these actors who have been doing nothing and the You're studios right, like want to come like, dance and so people are like fuck i've been in pandemic jeff if someone came to you and me right now and they were like listen pandemic sucks do you want to like come dance we'd be like I mean, yeah yes. let's go so there's people dancing on that show <laughs> like I, I i fucking pray to god this ends and i don't watch that show anymore but right now i love it well i was gonna watch because i wanted to watch tyra as a host because she's a mess and like such a she's a very specific kind of mess did you used to watch america's next model uh yeah i've seen a bunch of it Okay, I was a big fan of that. And so she's she's like a ridiculous human being. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She's, so I she's, to watch. <gasps> she's over the top. I don't know why this just made me think of this. Did you see the clip of Wendy Williams from last week on her show? No. Oh my God. It's not just a clip. It's the entire episode. Chelsea, she is the most fucked up I've ever, like, <gasps> like fucked up. Oh no, up. Like, like pills and drugs? I think my assumption, I sent it to my siblings and they're like, what do you think she's on? And my assumption is Xanax. And like maybe a little drunk too. Just, I mean, do you remember when she fell over backwards in the the, the Lady costume? Liberty costume? <laughs> um, also, no, I won't spoil it for you, but something to look forward to in Raya's book is a full page on Wendy Williams. <sighs> <laughs> she devotes some some time to talking about her. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. So just keep that as like the carrot dangling in front. How of much you. further do I have to go? I'm like, I'm getting a lot. here. A lot. I'm halfway through. Fuck. Yeah, you have a while to go. Okay, your homework is to definitely 
watch all seven Buffy, seasons like, of Buffy. <laughs> Buffy Weeds and f- just search the clip of Wendy Williams. It's maybe I'll post it on my Instagram story, I guess. It's, okay, she, it's, it's insane because she's like, Oh, I need to go watch. Oh, that makes me so sad. It makes me really sad too. No, she's, it's just, I don't know why I thought of it. Oh my God. Okay. I'll go watch. I love this homework. Your homework is to watch I May Destroy You. Okay. I, did, have you seen Fleabag? Here's the thing. You're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm a monster. I'm telling you now. I tried watching it. I struggle with shows with accents. And like, I know a lot of people are like, well, oh like my no, yes. I no no no. I'm really picky. I have all these different barriers. So, I, but I, people were like, "If you like Killing Eve, which I do, you would like Fleabag." <laughs> They're wrong. I couldn't get into it. I I actually don't know if we can be friends anymore. Because how about this? Uh, I made a story. It was full of accents. You're not gonna be able to watch it. What accents? Like it, it takes place in London. It's a struggle for me. It's like an attention thing. Yeah. It, it comes back to like, it's, it's difficult for me to focus and pay attention. I'm telling you, and th- that makes it more difficult. Same with like a period piece. I have all these different like rules in my entertainment world. I'm like, well, no, trust me, dating me, what a nightmare. Okay, well, I'm going to say, if, if you haven't seen it, no, you did see Blue Wagon, didn't like it. So now I'm not going to go and watch one of the shows. Okay, if I have <laughs> to give you one, Buffy. I'm gonna go watch Buffy. Now I'm. Uh, here's the thing, though. Now I don't know. I I, I have to see no, that because you're I'm questioning judging my taste. you so hard. I'm questioning your taste. Fuck. <laughs> but but remember, my book taste is like pretty solid. So book taste solid, solid. Yeah. Yes, and you approve of fist fights. So we we have that. Yeah. We have Not as adults, things. guys. As adults, I say we don't fight. We don't lay. We don't hands. fight. We don't fight no. anymore. We don't lay hands anymore. No violence. No. But in our nostalgia era, we uphold. We. I mean, I approve of many things in my nostalgia area a nostalgia era that i wouldn't anymore this was like doing drugs and you know not and i don't approve of any of this guys yes yes okay all right well let let, let's look this will be the real test we'll have to circle back and see watch you seem like a week i'm like in the newspaper for getting into a huge fight i'm like this fucking girl (laughs) she told me no she told me oh my god in a pandemic you could i will not be in a fight in pandemic are you out of your mind i will i i'll be the person who like cowers behind well i'll be like walking down because i live in hollywood you know that's so infiltrated with homeless people now and they'll be like homeless people that try to fight you. And I'm like, it's not that I don't want to fight you. It's like, I'm like, I, it's a pandemic. You can't try to fight you me. You can't fight homeless people at, at no, all. No, no. I, I'm saying, I, no, no. You know, I actually, I go and give homeless people food all the time. It's like my thing. But that's why, what, are they, why are you getting into so many fights with homeless people? No, I don't. But what's happened is I was, this is what happened actually. I went to Skid Row. It was like a month ago. I had my followers donate a ton of money so I could like go. This was when it was really hot. And I was like, I'm going to give them a ton of like food and water and all this stuff. So I went to Skid yeah. Row. And what was happening was that like I was trying to be as sparingly as possible, but I would go to one tent and they'd be like, why the fuck aren't you going to our tent? And I'm like, can like this one tent share with you? Like I, I don't have it for every tent, but I would try to go on like each street and a few tents per street. And like, and they would get mad at me and be like, and we're like, they got popsicles. We didn't get popsicles or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, guys, I don't know what to tell you. And so they would start coming at me for things like that. Jeff, that's that's so i'm rendered speechless um and i'm like and like i would give ones protein bars but they're like we didn't get any of that or like all we got was fucking water and i'm like guys like i don't know what to tell you that is i mean it's really tough it's really tough when you're in like a scarce situation only a few people come by you have to like fight for what you have to survive i totally get it i got the mcdonald's I, I got like the walking McDonald's. down the street and like having fights. No, I got the no, 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 no. I got the McDonald's too, and I came back and like you know the the drink tray only has a certain amount of spaces. I had four, yeah. so I had I got them four McFlurries. I thought, who, what kind of homeless person wouldn't want a McFlurry? I got the McFlurries, and then like a bunch of bags. But there were more than four people, and the ones that didn't get McFlurries were like livid. And I'm like, 
Yeah. Guys, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Or yeah. And then I got them one. This is about you. I got them a 12. Not bad. I, you know, I got them a 12 pack of beer. So I was like, live your life. And they're like, you, you couldn't you, get some- Jeff, you're a sober. <laughs> yeah. They, I think they deserve to like, to live a little bit. I was going to get them cigarettes too. I was going to get them Newports. Um, and maybe split one with them. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to give you guys some beer. And they're like, you couldn't get us a 30 pack. I'm like, guys, be grateful. Like, let's be grateful. Jeff, this sounds like a nightmare. I, this is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> also, that yeah, this, this is, is a total nightmare. This is but philanthropy I'm, at its finest. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. It sounds like it went really well. <laughs> um, I follow, do you follow the account Beauty to the Streets? No, this sounds insane. Uh, no, no, it's really great. It's, it's this really incredible woman, Shirley, who um, she was a hairstylist and she started doing the hair of the unhoused community to sort oh. of, you know, beauty is dignity in a way of just, and not even just beauty, but just like taking care of yourself and feeling pride in yourself, kind of even physically making you feel pride in like larger ways. And she in pandemic has pivoted to bringing people McDonald's and food, but she's really like uh, created like a, a system of like how she hands it out and how she can like get to everyone. So I feel like I feel I like Shirley tips. should be your comrade. Yes. If you watch some stories, get some tips. I'm writing it down. Cause yeah, I'm like, first of all, I'm like, is she trying to step my territory? I'm like, I'm the only one here bringing the McDonald's. No, Shirley I'm- like goes, goes hard. She's, she's reunited. Um, she's reunited people with their families. <gasps> for them. That's my next call. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You should definitely follow beauty to the streets and any, anyone who's listening. If you want to donate to the unhoused community, she's doing incredible work because she's not even, she's not approaching like, like, I don't know, she's, she's approaching, like, we're all humans, and let me give you the resources you need to go on versus, like, other organizations who come in and deal with it in, in weird, shitty ways. Yeah, you're, like, versus giving them beer. Versus what Jeff did. No. <laughs> versus giving them beer. Listen, no, I, my, my idea behind that was, like, it's a hot fucking day. You're so depressed. They're probably, a lot of them are suicidal. I've been there. And it's, like, listen, you want to just, like, imagine you're homeless. It's so fucking hot. You're suicidal and somebody just walks up and I don't, I don't do it in that like patronizing way. Like, hi, do you need supplies? I'm like, yo, here's a beer. I'm having one. You have one too. Even though like in this case, I'm not. And they're like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's such like a, a joy lifter. And of course, I'm also giving them supplies like water and things like that. Like there's this one moment up here and I'm like, what do you need? And she strangely always asks for like lemon and ice. I don't know why. But like, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's my cool. thought process behind it. I really want – um my, my goal is to either have the money to invest in someone who can get this done or find someone who's doing it. But TV shows have crafty and a lot of it gets unused. And LA has a large unhoused community. And we also have tons of sets who always have this crafty. There's a lot of food regulation rules that I've looked into of like, if certain food's been out, you, you truly cannot pass it on to someone else. And so they, they, these laws make you waste the food over giving it to people who need it. So you have to like put in all these precautions and the way it's stored and the way it's handled, but tying those two communities together. And like, there's just so much food in LA. There's so, there's so many people who are unhoused who need it. Like it'd be, I, we need to get like a fleet of vans. I'm and, with like, you. And drive them around. And they have like refrigerators in the back. And like, cause this is, it's ridiculous to throw food away. Anytime I'm on a set, I say the exact same thing. I'll like scoop into my bag. And I'm like, I'm giving this to somebody. I'll fucking load up my backpack. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I will say one psychotic story is that when I was in college, um, I, you know, you have those meal cards where, where like you swipe in for a meal, but like they can't, you know, you can shove a bunch of shit in your backpack. They don't know how much you took from the buffet. So I was going, I had a 10 plan meal card for the week. So I was constantly stealing, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. 30 meals for the week on a 10 meal card. And, it was in New York city. And so 
and ton, tons of people who are homeless. And so I was always trying to give stuff out and I was always giving out food. And then one day I was giving a, this guy, this, this guy was walking by pushing his cart. And I was like, hi, would you like this? You know, I think it was an orange. I was like, would you like an orange? And he was like, thanks. I'm not homeless. And I looked down and realized it was just like some grungy guy pushing his band equipment down the street. I've never been so um, humiliated in my life. And I was like, okay, I think I need to, to check myself. Chill. You're like, good for, good for, no, good for you. You're like, good for you for not being homeless. Good on you. Well, also like, like you can away. still take the orange. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but yeah. that's how I was just walking around. Like, Cause it was just so shocking to my system I'm from small towns. You don't have a lot of Homeless, uh, you have yeah. a few, but you don't have it. Like it's just like on every block, people who are, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And so I was just constantly trying to like take this dining hall food and spread it around the city and then give it to men and bands, I guess. I feel you. I'm doing the same. Um, all right. Where can we find you? So we're, you're having this podcast come out in two days, October 28th. What's it called? The Celebrity Book Club? It's called Celebrity Book Club. First okay. episode is Jessica Simpson's book with Ashton Nicole Black. Each week I have like a, a guest, cool, fun guest on to talk about the book with me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it drops on Stitcher or anywhere you get your podcasts. And then uh, online, I recap the books on Instagram at Chelsea Devantes. Um, so you can find me on Instagram or Twitter. And you go deep. I see your stories. You get deep into it. I them. go deep. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, we're Instagram friends. Um, okay, and I'm going to your Instagram after this to watch the Wendy clip. So good. Oh, yeah. I'll have to make sure I post it. Okay, good. Because it's exciting. Okay, that. And then your Instagram is what? At Chelsea. At Chelsea Devantes. All one word. Um, and that's my Twitter too. And also you can just like drop it into the Google search bar. It'll bring up my website, you guys. So many links. You have a website. And then you also, I saw, because I Googled you, you have a show that you're working on. What's it called? Oh, but, yes. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm not the daughter. It's about you and your mom, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I just, um, we just sold a show to CBS about called This Is Our Year, about me and my mom growing up with a single mom and trying to to make it every year. And it's about growing up poor and it's about kind of that authentic journey. Hopefully, I, say, I hope it stays authentic. And um, and like all the struggles you go through, but also like how fun and wild it is and all the ex-husbands along the way. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be a really feel-good show about some really dark stuff. <laughs> is it like what format? A sitcom or I'm trying to- f- Yeah, single okay. camera. Yeah. Single, single camera comedy sitcom um not a, it's not a multi-cam so it's and then at each, each and there is a difference is different there is a big difference yep. um each season is a different location because i moved a lot so it's a show about what it's like to truly move a lot when you grow up so it's about this mom and daughter moving around and all the things they do each year to try and make it until finally which is the true story my mom and i did make it and we, we do have we made it out of there and are, are living our best lives and so this is the story of that that's amazing. Have you been working? Do you have a writing partner and you guys just are like, um, I don't have a writing partner, but I have, uh, like a supervisor. We work together on another show and okay. she has like shown on other shows and is, is a super amazing genius. And so she, uh, she actually saw me do stand up about my life and, and then was we started like, like, yeah, we started like working together on the show after that. I, I initially was like, this is a sad story. I'm not going to like, I don't know why this would be a funny story. And then I soon realized we could do a feel good fun version because it's not a sad story when I really looked at it. It's a really hopeful story yeah. about like what it takes to hold on. Um, and you know, as you know, from this podcast, that's my shit. That's my shit. That's my yeah. shit. Yeah. It's our shit. Oh my God. Yeah. We did come back together. Look at us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know we we're fine. Just, just forget about the we're one. Fine. We're fine. We're fine. The flea bag incident. And I'm going to try again. Honestly, you know what it was too, is that I was trying it with, uh, I was dating somebody and it was a different, it was a different situation. I just, I want you to make it, I love season one, but I want you to make it through season two. 
All right, I'm going to, I'm going to revisit. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Look, turn on the subtitles. Do whatever you have to do to make it past the accents. Oh, Christ. Okay. Honestly, I can because you know what I got through, which I didn't think I was going to. I Did you watch Money Heist on Netflix? I didn't. Good. It's like... I, it's like only sub. It's no, it's dubbed. Like their their words are dubbed mm-hmm. over a different language. And I thought there's no way I could do this. And I ended up loving it. So if I can but do that's that, your dream. You don't like accents, but you also don't want to read. So if they're giving it to you again in American voices, Jeff. No, that is. But it, but it looks crazy because it's it looks yeah, it like look it through again. It's just like the attention thing, and it throws me off. And I'm just like, Ugh. um. Yes. Okay, money heist. That's good to know. Money heist and FX. We'll, 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 we'll coordinate. We have lists. We have things. So we right. both have homework. We have lists. We have lists. And I'm excited to hear the rendition of JC Dugard. Oh, yeah. Dark. 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 Um, all right. I'm so excited to listen to your podcast. I'm so bummed that I, you, I remember I asked you, I was like, can I come on to Demi? You're like, the guests are already booked. I know. I booked the entire year when I sold the podcast. That's so a good way to do it's it. All, well, it was mostly because I wanted to be able to give people the reading list so yeah. that you know what 36 books are coming this year. But it, it does mean that the Wait, 36? You're covered? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 36 episodes in the year, 36 books. Um, so it was nice though. I got to pick all my favorites and I got to pick some new ones I haven't read before, like Mackenzie Phillips. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's 36 episodes are booked. But if it continues, we shall see. Jesus. Okay, this is very exciting. Oh, because it, it's like 36 for the season, but there's a potential for us another season of it. Or, yeah, I, I think yeah. like basically once we get through this season, me and Stitcher come together and we go like, again or not? So like, we'll see. You're like, we'll so guys, I, I'm not committing listen to up. anything. I, I love up. this podcast so, so much. It came back really organically. I was doing this on my Instagram for fun. So it's like actually what I do for fun so it's so nice but you know let's see let's see how the year goes no like i said i heard about it because i heard you kind of chiming in i would i listen to that's like the only podcast that i listen to is bitch test i love those girls incredible they're amazing um and i would kind of hear stuff like they would what i feel like they had a different correspondent at some point or maybe it was you and i just didn't remember but then you came on for that full episode and i was like oh my god yeah that was me i did i came on twice there was somebody, like, but at one point, were you just like a correspondent? Yes. Or she kept, and I just did or, a little short segment. And in the beginning of the summer, Casey brought it up. She's like, yeah, we're doing this book club. And she's like, we'll revisit. And like, I was like, oh my God, I'm in. Yes, I'm in. that was me. That was me. Wow. <laughs> Look at us. Look at our meet cute. I know. The infamous book club correspondent on Bitch Sex. Oh my <laughs> God. So funny. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. I had such a nice chat with you. This was so nice. Thank you so, so much. much better.